0: Hello and welcome to the Pints and Pastimes podcast with me, Matt Hancock-Bruce, the show where we drink beer and talk sport. As always, I'm joined by Max Fitzgerald. As always. I like that know. There we go. Much better. A bit more more credibility. Uh, So it's just the two of us today, but we've got plenty to discuss. Uh, Today's going to be a special episode where we debate some unpopular opinions sent in by you, the listeners. The fans. Or just some people from my course, but we'll see. Um, But before we get into all that, Max, what are you drinking today? I've got an interesting one. I'm looking forward to these. So I've got,
1: a, I've got quite a few beers uh, today to from Beer 52, uh, who we know and love and we talk about every time. Please sponsor us. Um, <laughs> and this one
0: is Perfect week. I mean, there's a lot going on on the can. It looks yeah. like a Call of Duty zombie map or something. Yeah. <laughs> oh, so, there's a Japanese cat. Yeah. I don't know what's going on.
1: So it, it's on it, it talks a lot about how much it likes German oh. brewing, German classic it says on it inspired by German brewing, uh, and it is brewed in, nonetheless, uh, USA, um, which is, is still
0: is still pretty cool, though. There's it's a lot of, of weird cat theming going on. Yeah, a lot kind of, of weird cat by
1: theming. It. Please keep refrigerated. 5% um, Newbra, New York, USA. Let's give it a try. Here he goes. The sip's been taken. Ah, lovely. That's actually a lovely one. That's actually really nice. Very wheaty. Wheaty. Mm.
0: Um, like a freshly baked cake so oh, what's that you want to drink So right, I went to Sainsbury's today and you know I sat there looking at all the cheap options and I thought I've got to get one exciting thing um, so it's a Camden Camden Brewery uh, it's called Show Off Juicy Lager yeah I've actually had that um, before um, on tap I mean it was I'm, quite nice. I'm quite basic so I'll always just pick lager if I see it but uh, <laughs> or let's a see Pilsner you have to go for a Pilsner
1: mm. ooh oh no oh no <laughs> Oh, no, it's, it's not
0: like a good... See, I'm candle. really... Please don't sponsor yeah. us. Yeah, uh, oh, no. I mean... Hmm, yeah, it's got a very citrusy... I mean, I'm, I'm shit with beers. I will only drink shitty beers like yeah. Foster's and... You when know, I tried Show Off, I, I quite liked um, it. Not so. bad. You know, I'll, I'll get through it, <laughs> hopefully, better than I did with the chocolate one. Uh, yeah. No disrespect to it. To be fair, we've we got quite that. a lot of interesting beers we can go through today. I mean, I'll be moving on to Heineken soon. <laughs> Other <laughs> than that... Um, We've got plenty to discuss today with some unpopular opinions, and let's move into the first one, which is to do with Liverpool. So, first up, the unpopular opinion is that Liverpool won't finish in the top two. So, uh, as the time of recording this, we've just finished the game between Liverpool and Chelsea, where Liverpool won, was it 2-0? Yeah.
1: Uh,
0: Not the most exciting game. Uh, a pretty I mean, convincing win. I think it was a lot to do with Chelsea's poor defence on yes, that one. Uh, I mean, y- y-
1: you can't predict. Before we went into that game, I was thinking... Oh, I was kind of looking for... I was hoping for a 2-2 draw, to Yeah, be that was what I expected, to be honest. Um, obviously, Christensen getting sent off wasn't a great thing for him. No. Um, obviously. The game. Yeah, it really ruined the game. Uh, I'm, I'm also a little bit surprised. I kind of thought that Liverpool might run off with it after that. Yeah, I was um, hoping for a few more goals, because um, they got two in quick succession. Yeah, but it's not the worst uh, team to drop points for. Like, if I was a Chelsea fan, I'd be thinking, you know, that that really sucks the situation that happened in. But if I was going to drop points to a team, most other games this season are going to be easier than that. Yeah. Uh,
0: So yeah, the opinion is that Liverpool won't finish in the top two. Yeah. Uh, So I guess a lot of people in our prediction we had Man City and Liverpool top two, but there has been a lot of improvement from you know the likes of as well Spurs, uh, United, Chelsea, that could challenge for that top two a challenge uh, I,
1: uh, obviously yeah there's been a lot of there's been a lot of signings made and this, this as of more recent this window is looking more interesting with signings from uh, obviously Chelsea and Tottenham Man United need to sign some players and if mm. they do that could really improve their squad um, I think that it's going to be more interesting there's still a lot of signings to be made before obviously we're going to cover it in and a talk about the transfers later mm. on but Liverpool are still, in my eyes, the best team in the league.
0: Right? Uh, I don't think much will change. My I don't know how you feel about yeah. that. Um, so I think well, I, you know, if you'd asked me this question three days ago, I would have said maybe. To be fair, like Liverpool haven't signed anybody. You know, they they've looked pretty poor in against Arsenal and against Leeds. But I think the signing of Thiago, uh, hotter, maybe a bit. To a lesser extent, I think they are. I mean, I think Tiago is an excellent signing. It's probably yeah. the best signing of the window so far, to be honest. Um, and I think that could keep them in that kind of content. Like you know, I think he keeps them at that level of quality.
1: I think is also a, a a really good signing for the squad because they've got more games coming up than just Premier mm. League. Right, they're going to have cup games, multiple cup games, Champions League games. They're going to need that squad depth, mm. especially if they in- get injuries. Uh, he's he's definitely a good good signing for them in that in that sense. Oh yeah, I mean I don't think you can fault obviously we put these out saying asking for an unpopular opinion. So it's like if someone enters an opinion that me and Matt both agree with yeah. it wasn't quite unpopular. <laughs> um, but um I don't know. I I can't see I can't see Liverpool doing worse than second. It could happen. It could happen, but yeah. if you predict
0: it you're not um, really sensible. So I think you raise a good point there, that they are going to try... I mean, hopefully we'll see Liverpool competing on more than one front. Mm. So it felt like the year before that, they kind of, you know, did really win the Champions League, obviously won it. Then last year, it did feel like they kind of just put all their efforts into the Premier League. Uh, Like Champions League, they did pretty poor, really. Like, they should have done better than they did. Uh, Carabao Cup, they didn't even try. Yeah. Uh, FA Cup, did they get knocked out by Chelsea? They they got knocked out pretty early. They didn't seem like they were trying in a lot of the the other competitions. So I think, really, uh, if I was a Liverpool fan going into the season... Top two should be the aim at least, you know. But yeah. also I think they need to show that they compete on more than one front. Yeah. Uh, yeah. multiple. Tr- I think multiple trophies is the minimum aim for a Liverpool uh, team this season. Oh, definitely. After winning the Champions League and then winning the Premier League, you kind of think, like, you can't settle for one. an FA Cup. You need, you need, you know? you need both. You need yeah. more than one trophy, I think, yeah. um, to show that you are a solid squad, not just a starting 11. Yeah. Um, but I think, you know, concisely, we, I mean, between us, I think we can agree that... We'd expect Liverpool to finish top two. Um, there is a lot of competition, as we say. So, so who uh, gave that opinion? So that was Harry Garside. from uh, he's from my course. Um, so, well, maybe, he's an Arsenal fan himself. Maybe so, oh, oh, oh. Ne- you know, he's he's neutral going into that. Maybe Harry's expecting Arsenal to to push up, but I think there's a lot of competition in the top six at least now. Well, um, maybe at the end of the year
1: we'll be talking to him
0: on the podcast about
1: how he was right. Maybe Liverpool have a shocker. Or maybe Liverpool will do as we expect and we'll never even fucking talk about this again.
0: Uh. Yeah, but, you know, we'll see how it goes. Um, So I think, yeah, unanimously we're going to agree that Liverpool should finish top two. Uh, For the next unpopular opinion, let's look ahead to the Euro 2021. Right, so next up we have an interesting one, uh, which is that Norway will make the semi-finals at Euro 2021. Um, So this isn't something I've ever really considered before. But I mean, um, who was that? Are they on drugs? Possibly. <laughs> because... uh, I don't. I won't say I well know them well enough to uh, know if they're on that drugs. But um, but it's interesting. So currently, Euro, uh Norway haven't actually qualified for the Euros. Uh, so to get there, they will have to beat Serbia, who are quite a very strong squad, yeah. and then uh, Scotland or Israel. Um, who I mean, to be honest, having looked at it, I think Norway could beat those. But I think beating Serbia will be a challenge because they've got you know. I mean, Fulham fan bias, but they've got Mitrovic and they've got uh, Milenkovic, Savic and some other strong players in that squad. If
1: you're if you're already saying to qualify they need to beat Serbia and it's going to be a tough game for them, then
0: the idea that they're going to get <laughs> yeah. to semi-finals... Uh, yeah. Uh, and another issue then comes, if they do qualify, they go into a group with England, Croatia and the Czech Republic. Oh, uh, my God. And obviously they've got to finish in the top two to then England, get into the Croatia, knockout stage. Czech Republic. Now, so you've it, got I mean. the... World Cup semi finalists in England and the World Cup finalists in Croatia. That is a very tough group. Yeah, um, uh, Czech Republic. They could probably do do something there, but that is going to be a very tough group. I mean, I'd love for you guys to send in unpopular
1: opinions that me and Matt don't unanimously agree on constantly. But this is a hard one not to agree on. Like Norway. I mean, I've said I've said things in the past, not as to the extent that it's branded on Twitter. But I've said I think Denmark are a very good side. I think Denmark are better than Norway, and I don't think Denmark can get anywhere near the semi-final of the Euros. You mm. know, so it's quite quite the chance to play. To be fair, I don't, I haven't hands up, I haven't watched Norway play that many games, right? Um, but I can't imagine that they have a side good enough to get into the semi-finals.
0: Yeah. Um, um, so, yeah, same with you. Uh, I haven't, I don't know that much about Norway. Uh, their captain is Stefan Johansson, who's uh, in Fulham, but he doesn't even play for Fulham. Uh, which makes you think if their captain doesn't even play doesn't for even play Fulham, they're not going to be great. But their attack is pretty insane, to be honest. So, obviously, the big name in their team is Erling Haaland uh, for Dortmund. Uh, and also, obviously, last year he was at Red Bull uh, Salzburg. So, last season, uh, between those two clubs, he scored 44 goals. Uh, and there's no reason to believe he's not going to do that this year. I think he's already scored two goals in two games for Dortmund. Like He, he is you know, one of the top talents in the world. Okay. Um, so he's going to really... It's going to be very relying on him. But you've got teams like Poland who rely on Lewandowski and they don't really get that far in the competition. So yeah, relying on one but, player is going to be a challenge. But relying on Lewandowski is, a bit, is, is not that end of the world because no. he's the
1: best striker in the
0: world. But even, even with that, Poland aren't really... They've never really competed for any That's trophies uh, in the last you know, however long. Uh, alongside him, they've got Joshua King for Bournemouth. Uh, I would expect him to join a better team by the end of the transfer window. Because uh, he, he you know, he's got a lot of talent. He's not a championship. No, I take him at Fulham. I, you know, I think a lot of people would take him at their clubs in Premier League. Um, but it's so it'll be interesting to see what sort of season he has because I think he could be very important for them. Uh, the other player in their attacking lineup is Alexander Soloff. So I think he might have used to be at Crystal Palace. I'm not sure. Uh, he's on loan at the moment. Uh, Where's he on loan doing? to? I want to say... Jamie, pull that up. (laughs) I think, part of me wants to say Traps on Spore, but I'm not totally certain, so I'm not going to go and make any claims there. But last season, uh, he's at the same club he was at last season, uh, and last season he scored 33 goals in 49 games, uh, which, you know, is pretty insane. And I think the fact that they have such a strong attack means they are going to be a very competitive side um, no matter who they play. It's just whether that talent is replicated throughout their team. Um, yeah. So did you manage to Google it and find out who he's no, at? No, I, I actually couldn't.
1: <laughs> if, we we do need we
0: do need an we need a, we need a Jamie. How are you? How are about so
1: Well, I was looking at Bournemouth players on loan. And I, yeah. and I Okay, so he, he doesn't play up. for Bournemouth,
0: Max. I. Uh... Well. Uh, <laughs> wait. Well, who does he play for? So Alexander, I think he used to be at Crystal Palace. Oh. Uh, I don't know if he's still there. So yeah, he's at Trabzonspor, as I as I mentioned. So yeah, last season he scored thirty-three goals in point nine games. Uh, you've got him alongside like Halland and and as I say Joshua King so their attack is very solid like it's a it's a strong side, but is it going to be strong enough against the likes of england Belgium France well, you know just no <laughs> it is isn't. mean like, i mean, <laughs> I mean
1: we're calling them unpopular opinions for a reason, but like um this is this must be unpopular um it's not it's not that good of a it's not that good of an attack, really, even if it was in um championship. Mm. I still think we'd be thinking, oh, is it? You know, they, it'd be a contender to win, but you wouldn't even be saying in the championship that that front three would be up for promotion. Do you know? Uh,
0: yeah, I mean,
1: so, so it does controversial of... what you're saying, but yeah. Well, putting it into the Euros perspective, but yeah, the that's... Euros is
0: you know it's looking like. I mean, we we discussed it a few weeks ago on the show about England being quite you know one of the favourites, um, and I think England have such a talented squad throughout it, whereas Norway, from what I can see is they're relying on this attack Yeah. Um, and you know it's not going to get you too far especially when you're in a group with England and Croatia who Croatia have obviously got some older players like uh, Modric who's probably like what 33 or something now
1: yeah but that, does, that doesn't mean but, so um, much plays are lasting longer these days but
0: I think you know it's a very tough group to try and get out of let alone then uh, progress further into the tournament yeah um so unfortunately, I guess we're unanimously well, deciding again, on that one again.
1: I mean, you post these opinions, you know, we're gonna, we, you know, we're gonna argue against them. Keep posting them, though. We like them, yeah. you know. Keep sending them in. Well,
0: uh, next up, the next opinion concerns a certain Welsh wizard. The next unpopular opinion concerns the man of the moment Gareth Bale. Uh, so we're recording this on Sunday. He's obviously joined Tottenham Hotspur yesterday. Um... And the opinion, opinion is do Tottenham now have the best attacking frontline in the Premier League? Let's let's just let's just be clear for a
1: second. Who who put this opinion in?
0: So this was from Friend a man we ra- we would rather not talk about, Toby Keane. Friend uh, of the show. He actually just Toby said this Keane. in our group chat just kinda casually and I was like, That's quite a nice nice discussion point. Um I mean But it's interesting. It's good. It's,
1: Fuck you, Toby, listening to this. And uh, secondly, it, you know, I'm glad that someone other than a Spurs fan has put this forward because if a Spurs fan put this forward, it would have just been completely hmm. just like, oh, yeah, of course you're going to say that. I wouldn't have even said it. Um, but, you know, if, if other fans are thinking it, I didn't think this was the next unpopular opinion coming up, to be honest. I I'm, mean, I'm, I'm, I'm happy about this.
0: I don't agree. <laughs> you Don't. Agree. Right. Oh, well, the best. So you're saying the best. So front uh, three. Toby's. Yeah, it was attacking front three. Uh, so obviously, not every team in the Premier League plays with a front three. But I say the no. majority of the top teams do, like but, Arsenal do, yeah. City do, Liverpool do. You can sort you of know, work it out. If someone says do. it, you
1: can sort of work out who whose team would play as top three. You
0: know. No, yeah, I think a lot of teams play with a front three now. Yeah. I wouldn't um, so you're saying no? Do you do you have a, a like teams you put above them or what? Well.
1: I'd personally put Liverpool above yeah. them, but if I can, you know, so obviously today um, with Southampton, for example, it was five-two to Tottenham. Uh, Harry Kane assisted four goals, and Son scored those four goals. So you have to, th- you have to think you know, what a what a partnership that is. You know, yeah. there maybe those two going forward for the rest of the year might be scoring quite the few goals together. Especially especially Sun coming through is that mm.
0: is the four goals. You you'd think it'd be in the other way around. Yeah. So that says a lot about maybe the dynamic. Um, obviously the other one in that front three at the moment was what was it, Lucas, Lucas Mora? Uh, yeah. and then later on we had people like Burwine and yeah. uh Lamella coming on. But I think Bale is gonna be at that he's gonna obviously, be in that starting eleven. Yeah, so so um, Bale was
1: gonna join that, um and obviously like I think I think if you don't think Bale can come into the Premier League and score goals and make assists when he's at his best you're deluded. I don't know how you think mm. but I mean th-
0: you're saying a lot of positive things about Bale and then
1: you're saying they're also not going to be well, the best front three because there are a lot of positives. Son's amazing, Harry Kane's amazing, Bale I'm hoping and I'm predicting he's going to be amazing. However, I think if you say that Son, Harry and and Bale are better than Mane, Firmino and Salah by going what we have to go with so far, which is Bale hasn't played in properly mm-hmm. in seven months, uh, Son and Harry didn't score anywhere near as much as Liverpool last year. Yeah, I think you. I think is a bit premature. I'm hoping it happens, but if I'm honest, even as deluded as I am as a Spurs fan, you know, I'm, I'm a very Spurs bias. I'm not biased enough to think. I have a brain. I don't think Son, Harry, and Bale are going to be you know, the be-all and end-all of the season.
0: Yeah. Uh, I think, I mean, it's interesting because unlike the other opinions we've discussed so far, there isn't a definitive way at the end of the season where we can say that was why they were the best. Like, yeah. you don't even have to score the most goals or anything. So it's kind of, you know, there's no, it's, it's always going to be subjective. Uh, I'm quite a big fan of Gareth Bale. Uh, like, I loved him when he was in the Premier League and I've lived in Wales the last few years where he's basically, you know, the only icon of Wales football at the moment. Um, so it's kind of... I didn't know you were a Bale fan. I mean, I like Bale a lot. I think he's a very good player. Like, I mean, the fact that he destroyed England at the Euros a few years ago, he's, a, he's an insane player. And I think that's what's good about the Tottenham front line this year is that all three of them, uh, son, Bale, and Kane, are leaders. You know, I think, um, so obviously, Bale has kind of led Wales to multiple, like, you know, Euro semi finals and stuff. Uh, Kane, for many years, has been Tottenham's kind of sole provider of goals and everything. Like, he leads them uh, to where they've been. And then Son, when Kane was out last year, showed that he is capable of you know delivering the goods. And I think the fact that they've all three of them playing together is going to be you know very exciting. Especially you know the the way they thrashed Southampton today without him. Yeah, I'm very excited to see how it performs. I mean, they could disappoint everyone, um, but I really hope they don't. I'm quite excited to see.
1: I mean, I don't want to get my hopes up. I'm obviously like. I've, I haven't been more excited for something to do with Tottenham since the Champions League final mm. uh, when it came to Bale. Um, I'm, there's another big issue is Sun, Kane and Bale sounds like a lot of injury potential. To there me. is a lot of
0: injury potential, uh, to, so to be fair. yeah, I'm,
1: I'm glad we got a lot of squad depth now, uh, which will do a lot for Tottenham. Obviously, this is away from the question. So I'm thinking Tottenham are going to be in a great position now we've got Bale because we've also got the squad depth anyhow for all of the games we have, and if players get injured. But the question, obviously, being Son, Harry, and and Bale, I don't know how often they're going to actually get to play in that front three. But I do think if they play in that front three against a team, especially a team that isn't a big team, top six team, they're going to absolutely run wild. Yeah. Um, As we were
0: discussing at the pub earlier, obviously Tottenham have so many games. Um, and they're going to have to rotate a lot of players. And they've yeah. got a lot of wings. You've got Lamella, you've got Moura, you've got uh, yeah. Um You were saying you hope they La might Celso sign another striker. On the La Celso, yeah. So you've well, got a lot yeah. of attacking players. Um, and yeah. there's a lot of games to come. There's supposedly a guarantee
1: um, from, from Daniel Levy, Don Levy, to uh, Mourinho that um, Bale was not the solution for the striker mm. problem. He he's just he's just a bonus basically. If we end up with another striker, the 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 fixture amount can't actually be seen as that big of a problem because we have a backup to every single position on the pitch now. Um, yeah. Other than keeper, we have got Joe Hart and
0: Gessanine. Joe Hart, I think. That, I mean, that's a solid yeah, three he, keeper.s He's a winner, you know, yeah, he's there's no thing. reason to believe that Loris shouldn't be able to play every game. No, like, yeah, you know, he should he's, he's done it for years. Until last year, he was solid. Yeah. Yes. Um, I don't want to get too excited, but it does look like we've got a good season Uh, ahead of us. So we've been bigging up Tottenham a lot. But ultimately, I mean, I would probably agree with you and say that Liverpool are still that step above. Um, They haven't been sensational in these opening games, obviously. I mean, obviously Salah's got a hat-trick, but two penalties, you know, you don't really read too much into that. Um, But, you know, Salah is arguably one of the top five players in the world. Uh, Mane's not far behind if not the same as uh, I two Firmino I would say is probably out of these six players possibly the worst player out of the six Yeah, if we're comparing Tottenham and Liverpool and Firmino
1: uh, would walk into most teams and he'd
0: walk into most teams but he isn't You know, I think the rest of them provide that direct goal scoring threat whereas Firmino is just basically allowing Mane it, and Salah to it's, perform it's to their abilities he's a
1: striker that's really a playmaker you know he, he creates the chances for Mane and Salah and and if that's part of the partnership of the front three, that's a damn good partnership. You know, like yeah, it doesn't matter how much I want Tottenham, how well Tottenham, I want Tottenham, sorry, to do. You can't deny Liverpool. Uh, they're, they're unbelievable at the moment. Um, and people that do dem- deny them, I do think, are a little bit deluded of of how good they are. Obviously. Obviously, deep down, I pray mm. that they don't do as well. <laughs> I don't want Liverpool to do as well, and I'd love to just sit here and be all up my own arse and say Tottenham are the best, but they're not. Like Liverpool front three are the best, uh, in my opinion. It would have been good to have Toby here yeah. to to support himself in his in his claim. For once, I would have loved him to talk positive about Tottenham,
0: but um, just just is how it is, I guess. Mm. Uh, so that was a good question. but You know. I don't think we've really come to much of a conclusion. Um, if, if you've got opinions, let us know. I mean, we'd love to hear it. Uh, but we don't want to go on about football too much. So for the next opinion, let's turn to the rugby. So for the next section, uh, well, actually, before we get into the next section, Max has got another drink for us. What have you got now? You ready? Oh, Thank you, Beer 52. Beer 52
1: is available online. <laughs> <laughs> One day. I, we wish. Um, yeah, so right now it's, it's Captain Lawrence Brewing Company. I had a look because I was thinking, oh, who brews this? And once again, New York. I think You're getting a lot breweries of American ones are in yeah. New York. We've got to go to New York and do a. Clearly. And do, yeah, and do a, do a bloody tour of all this place. But it's called, I think that's called Effortless Grapefruit IPA. Oh, it's got grapefruit
0: in it. That's interesting for a yeah. beer, but.
1: In, IPA is. It's a pale ale, it a and smell. then there's Indian. It smells pale. important.
0: It smells very grapefruity. Oh, it does, does smell something. It kind of smells like a uh, porn star martini or something. Oh, you know what? I mean, I like porn star martinis, but that sounds, you know, with a beer—that's a bit weird. I mean, it's very drinkable, but it's
1: very fruity. Mm. Yeah, it's very. very I'm not fruity. a big fan of
0: the fruity ones. Uh, I mean, I literally like the ones that taste of fizzy water, as I've said numerous times now. Yeah, yeah, you're uh, a very. I'm, basic. I'm quite a shit with
1: them. I, I mean, it's very drinkable. I could, I could drink a lot of it. Put it that way. But I would be, I would, if I went for this, say I went to the shop and I was thinking, oh, I'm going to buy myself some beer and I was going to buy a six pack. If I bought a six pack of this, it was because I wasn't really in the mood for beer. Mm. I was in the mood for a very fruity beer. Yeah, like a I mean, cider. I do that.
0: Like if it's daytime, I'll go for a cider of some kind. Yeah. Anyway, uh, that's not really, not one you over, it seems compared to the last one. No, sadly. The the last one, what was this? A so perfect wheat. That one was mm. absolutely fucking lovely. I'll try and give it a try Delightful. at some point anyway for the next uh, unpopular opinion we're finally gonna talk about something other than football uh and this is that france will win the next rugby world cup so i mean this is a bit of a hard one to discuss because obviously it's quite a few years now uh so last year we had the rugby world cup in 2019 uh so it's a long while to go till the next one uh but it's actually not that unbelievable to be honest i think france uh are quite a good top side at the moment so Uh, at last year's World Cup they won all their group games but they were quite easy that was against uh, Tonga Argentina and USA before the England game which was cancelled which would have been the true test of their abilities really Mm. Uh, so in the first knockout round they were narrowly beaten by Wales I think it was like one point in it Um, so really you know they they weren't far off uh, Wales who were Grand grand Slam champions at that point with um, Warren Gatlin but uh, after the World Cup they've got a new coach his name is Fabian Galthy Galte, I can't pronounce it very well but I'm, I'm sure viewers will send in arguing I'm sure there's going to be some horrible pronunciations so I do apologise in advance for that but um, yeah so I've got this new coach in for uh, 2020 and to be honest the Six Nations so uh, I'll be honest I'm not a massive rugby fan my main focus is the Six Nations because uh, I've been a student at Cardiff for a few years now and the Six Nations is probably as big as it gets when you're living in Wales, uh, So I get involved very heavily at that time. Um, so they got a new coach in times for the Six Nations, and the kind of interesting thing was they just completely changed their squad, uh, brought in loads of young players. Uh, they got a new captain uh, in Charles Ollivon, uh, who's a flanker, and uh, at the time, the Six Nations, so the Six Nations was cancelled early because of a uh, coronavirus, obviously. Uh, And at the time it was postponed, Uh, their captain, Charles Olivon, was actually the top try scorer in the tournament uh, with four tries, which isn't that actually actually that good a score. But um, he was the top try scorer in the tournament. And uh, France were doing really well. So they won their first three games. Uh, So that was against uh, England, Wales and Italy. So uh, England uh, were World Cup finalists last year. Uh, Wales were Grand Slam champions in 2019. Italy quite an easy win uh, so no real surprise there but some, uh, so, some very impressive wins for them uh, they did however lose their final game before the tournament was postponed to Scotland which was kind of a shock seeing as Scotland were missing their uh, key player but um, so it's kind of interesting to see how well France have improved with this young squad so I think the uh, they only had one player in the whole squad over the age of 30 so a very oh, wow. young team going into the tournament uh, Max, I think you've you've been Googling and you found out something about their the reason they have this kind yeah. of youth policy going on now.
1: I mean I, I'll you know, I don't watch enough rugby um to have too much of an opinion on it. I watch I watched a bit of rugby, you know, when it comes around I watch like um I have Irish family, so I watch a lot of Ireland games and then I've been I've been to like uh four games and if, it, if there's a good game coming up, if I'm recommended it by a family member, I'll watch it. Like, yeah. I mean, at the end of the games.
0: month, uh, so Six Nations returns at the end of October 31st. Yeah. I'm going to drag you all out um, yeah, to see I'm, gonna watch I'm not going to lie it. to you. <laughs> especially, I'm going to drag you to see it. Especially, you know, being a, a faithful member of the Pints and Times podcast,
1: obviously I'm going to watch He's it. He's a sportsman now. Um, yeah. But, yeah, so I, so I did some digging and I, I found, so it was from their their backs coach. I can't remember his name, but um, he basically said that the French team... So, uh, here we go. The backs coach is Laurent Labit. I probably pronounced it wrong. Close I, enough. That'll I do. very much apologise to any French viewers, uh, who I don't actually think we have any from our anchor. But we'll uh, get statistics, them now. But we'll get them now. <laughs> uh, so Laurent Labit, he was basically talking about how the French school system is is really built towards you know academic brilliance. So th- so he was worrying about how other countries such as England and Ireland they have a huge focus on the sports so the, the the children that go through the school system get to play a lot of sports especially same in our school uh, when, when we went through school We'd play rugby, we'd play football, we'd play
0: hockey. Yeah, and no, our should... school wasn't that big for sport, really. Like, in the grand scheme of not... things, having we met a lot of people. A, uh,
1: we went to a science specialist. So we just school. went to a normal,
0: like, comprehensive school. Yeah. See, uh, if you go to, like, private schools and stuff, they have a lot more focus on rugby and hockey and yeah. stuff. So there is, you know. Yeah, we yeah we went to just a public school. And, not yeah, what we... school? <laughs> well, yeah, it's public. <laughs> it's not, it's not private then public. No. Pub- public. State. Public means private, okay. A state <laughs> <It's>... school. <laughs> we won't get into that. We but... went to a state school.
1: Yeah. Yeah, which makes it more. Obviously if if the French um backs coach is worrying about this sort of thing, it's clearly an issue. Uh, maybe they don't have as much talent coming through in the younger years. I've also heard that there's a bit of disagreement within the French team themselves. There's a bit of arguing between the players. That can be good that can be positive and negative, you mm. know. Um sometimes a bit of feistiness between the team is a good thing, a
0: positive thing. Um I'm not qualified enough to talk yeah. on where France um, are gonna finish. No. To so that's fair enough. Um, so the World Cup's so long away; it is really going to be very difficult to predict that. Um, yeah. But uh, so, as I say, they've got a really young squad now. So they've got so many quality players. Uh, the one who really impressed me at the Six Nations was Antoine Dupont, who's their scrum half, which is kind of like uh, in rugby that is like a very key position. You know, it's uh, I mean I couldn't describe how it. Is. It's like it being like a, a centre midfield in football. Uh, okay. To, to explain it to Max, it is like one of the most important positions in the team. Uh, And he was, like, ridiculous. Like, he's 23 years old. So, you know, in the next World Cup, he'll be, what, 27 or something about that age? Um, So there's a lot of room for him to get better and be one of the best players in the world. Uh, And they've got so many players of this ability. So the other one uh, who's actually the top... I think he was the top point scorer at the Six Nations before it was postponed is Romain Natamek. Uh, Could be butchering that. Uh, Uh, Probably. (laughs) Yeah, probably am. But he's only twenty-one, uh, and he was given the award at the World Cup last year as the breakthrough player of the tournament. So they've got these really good players. Um, they've also got other people who are a bit more experienced, like uh Vakatawa, who's one of the best players in the world. They've got these real they've got some, you know, good experienced players who are around the age of 27, 28, so they won't be too old by the tournament comes around. And then you've got the young players, as I say, Natamak and DuPont, who uh are just kind of starting their careers at international level. So there's a lot of promise for this French team. Uh and as I say, the Six Nations begins again at the end of October, Thursday uh, I believe it is. Oh, so it'll be very interesting to see how they perform. So when you come back to the question, the unpopular opinion that was given,
1: obviously, you, oh, even though neither of us are that qualified to talk about this, mm. you, what is your response personally uh, to the yeah, opinion?
0: Yeah, so it's very difficult because historically, uh, obviously, Northern Hemisphere teams never win the World Cup, so there's the only time any Northern Hemisphere team has won was England in 2003. Uh, and one would probably expect that theme to continue, you know, New Zealand are always going to be the best. Well, South You've got Africa. South Africa, you know, yeah. were, were, South Africa were miles above everyone else at the last World Cup, they were so good. Um, not to pretend and know the ages of those South African players, they might have a few years left, a lot of them could be kind of moving on uh, into the later stages of their career. So it'll be very interesting, Like I know they've got a lot of older players actually in that team, um, so it will be interesting to see in fi- well, four or five years how how that France squad holds up. Um, so trying to make a decision on that is pretty impossible because of how far in the future it is. But um, I'd say in terms of European teams, they're looking one of the most promising sides uh, in terms of the fact that they've got such a young squad compared to their uh, Six Nations rivals. Um, so when it comes to the end of October, we will be discussing the Six Nations results. Yeah. So hopefully we'll be able to give you a bit more of a, uh informed opinion or a bit more of a, you know, some some more yeah. knowledgeable and, opinion. Yeah,
1: And if you're fed up with our, uh, you know, not very knowledgeable opinion, Toby, friend of the show, obviously he's on it a lot. He watches a lot of rugby. Yeah, he's, it's a good uh, job he's,
0: he's left just in time for this bit. Yeah. But, um,
1: he's he's definitely going to be watching the Six Nations and the World Cup. So we're going to have a lot, yeah. lot better of an opinion from Toby.
0: Yeah, so I'm looking forward to the Six Nations. But um, I'm sorry I can't really give too much of a, a verdict on that. Uh, will France win the World, next Rugby World Cup? Who's to know? Uh, I think there'll be a very competitive side, though. Yeah, um, it's unlikely. Only from looking at you know, statistics there's, there's, of the last few yeah, years. Too long, it's too long in the future to really make any sort of decision.
1: But, yeah, it's it's nice to have an, uh, an unpopular opinion, not football-related, because we'd like to talk about them. Especially in F1 unpopular opinion would be great, you know. Uh, we could send, do that quite well. Yeah, send in your, opin- uh, your opinions. If uh, I mean, yeah, we're always
0: open. Uh, DMs are open on Twitter for any sort of opinions or any comments you might have for us. But... Um, Unfortunately, you say that, Max, but we are going to head to football again and talk about the Champions League. Damn it. So, back to football, unfortunately. Uh, oh, no. It's the last football opinion we have, so you can be happy about that. But it is um, it's to do with the Champions League. It is that Pep Guardiola will never win another Champions League, but Jose Mourinho will Oh, so that's a good one. I like this.
1: He didn't tell me this before he read it. I was looking forward to hearing it. So Pep won't win another Champions League, but Jose will. Interesting. So
0: I think the easiest way to go about this is, do we think Man City can win a Champions League in the next year? Because I can't imagine Pep being there longer than the next year or two if they don't. Do you think Man City can win it in the next year or two?
1: I actually saw Pep talk about his contract and he said he'll only get given it if he deserves it or something yeah. along those lines. And I think
0: that is kind of... At this point, Man City, the minimum requirement is they need to win the Champions League. That is kind of the yeah. only thing they need to achieve at this point. All the money they've spent, yeah. Exactly. Um,
1: fucking hell. Um, I don't know. I, I think maybe... I I think maybe that Tottenham have a better chance of winning a Champions League than Man United, purely for the fact... That they're so desperate and there's so much mm. willpower to finally get something like that done. Um, that would also rely on Bale uh, getting loaned for another year. Mm. I think that that's a heavily relying on. Pep not winning.
0: I think... So Pep's it's quite... I mean, Pep, the thing is, I think the issue is, Pep is still quite a young guy. Yeah. So to say he's never going to win another one is yeah. probably unrealistic. Like, he's only 40-something. He'd have to have some shockers. Yeah. he He's going to realistically be a manager of a top side for the next 20 years. Yeah. Um. So there's yeah. no reason to believe he's not going to win another one. Like, Man City could, you know, could win it next year. There's no reason to doubt that. True. That's Because, yeah, that's true. Pep can keep going.
1: Jose... I don't know if if he uh fucked it at Tottenham. I don't know where he'd get offered of a job again, you know, after the United situation and then if he also created a Tottenham situation, mm. I don't think he'd be brought into a team big enough to win the Champions League. Um I think Tottenham are capable. I don't think I think ma nah. To be honest, if you said <laughs> no. Tottenham weren't capable, I think then you'd be an idiot. Because we got to the final. You're so not in the Champions so League this season. No, we're not in the Champions <laughs> League this season. So. But I think if you said if Tottenham aren't capable of winning the Champions League, you would be an idiot. Well, I it's going to be people, a few years think. Tottenham. I think, Tottenham, yeah, are, I think yeah. Tottenham are capable. I don't think it's likely. I I didn't think it would, us getting to the final was likely. You know, I don't think it would, it would take a lot for us to get there, but it's, it's possible. But I don't think... I don't think Jose would do it um, not at Tottenham anyway I don't, yeah. I can't see Tottenham to be honest I can't see Tottenham ever winning a Champions League that was probably oh. our one and only chance so if Jose is going to win the Champions League it, I don't think it would be at Tottenham and he'd have to have a screamer at Tottenham to end up at a club to win a Champions League he'd have to win possibly the Premier League or you know like Like, two cups in a year. Maybe he wins the Europa League and the FA Cup, and then next year he wins the FA Cup or something, right? And then maybe he'd end up at a club that could win the Champions League. But unless he has all of that luck going for him, I don't think he's going to have a shot in a team that can win the Champions League. Whereas Pep, I don't think how bad... I don't think it matters how bad he does with Man City in this next year. I think he's he's going to be... The team he goes to after Man- and Manchester City is going to be a team with the capability to win the Champions League. So,
0: I, I disagree with that opinion. Yeah. Uh, so, the person who actually sent me this opinion, uh, they were saying that they actually don't think Mourinho will win it with Tottenham. They were saying yeah. that they expect him to, at some point, because he does move teams a lot, Yeah, they expect him to maybe move to like, a PSG uh I'd say maybe like an Inter Milan, he could go... Has he been at Inter Milan before? I can't remember. I don't think so. So a yeah, team like I PSG or Inter Milan, who uh, got, a, quite, got quite a bit of money, uh, kind of on the up, one of those teams he could go to, and that's where he would win the Champions League. Uh, and I think that's, you know, I think that is probably more realistic than Tottenham at this point, to be honest, because they're both in the Champions League already. They've both got so much money to spend, and... He, he was at Inter Milan. He was at Inter Milan, I Was he? 2008 to 2010, so was he? He could have been there
1: when so he, he won, won the, the treble. He won the Serie um, at Inter Milan, and then yeah, in 2010 he won he the led treble. Inter Milan to win the European. Yeah, treble. so he won the
0: treble before going to Real Madrid, I guess. Yeah. So you know, the fact is, he is a title winner, and I think teams like Inter Milan and Real Madrid, uh, Inter Milan and PSG, sorry, they, uh, I think they're kind of on the the lookout for this sort of manager that is, you know proven to win titles he's, he's a brand in himself like PSG their current manager do, do you know the name of their current manager? PSG's manager no idea. exactly uh, I think it's Thomas Tuchel still uh, who they got they from Dortmund they need a winner yeah That's it. and I think you know Jose Mourinho is a winner and also I think his history has shown that if you give him money like, yeah. a, like he had at Chelsea uh, Madrid when, uh, Man United sorry when he first signed yeah. uh, he got given a lot of money to sign Pogba and Ibrahimovic and such if you give him money, which PSG will definitely do, well, of course, and, and Tottenham have done the same. They've given him money, and you'd uh, hope this season he's going to provide some results. So I think PSG are the sort of side that he would flourish in because he's going to be given a lot of money to sign players that want to play for him rather than the club, even. And I think, you know, if he goes on to an Inter Milan or a PSG, that could be a, a winning a winning I, formula. I agree with that. I
1: think I disagree with one part of it. I don't think Tottenham have actually really spent money
0: this year. Um, no, but I think the, most the only reason you're able to sign people like Bale is because of Mourinho. I don't know if Bale would have gone to to Tottenham because they were kind no, of... Our,
1: our, our alternatives you know. to Mourinho at the time, sadly, I, th- I think if Ancelotti hadn't gone to Everton, we would have had Ancelotti. Hmm. Um, Brendan Rodgers also. We probably good, would good have channel. ended up with Brendan Rodgers. Uh, if... Yeah, Jose possibly was our only option at the time, but I think Bale has come for more than the reason of Mourinho, to yeah, be honest. okay, yeah, no, that is
0: definitely fair enough. But, I'm going to uh, argue And that. also,
1: before I like, go on to other things, I know Tottenham haven't really spent that much money uh, because our Doherty and Hoiberg signings were covered with previous sales. Uh, Re- Re- uh, Reguon, or however you mm. say his name, um, has a buyback clause, so if he does do well from us, we're going to get the money back anyway. Bale is the only real cost. Um, however, I I completely agree. I think um, we're not a Champions League winning team. Um, I think if Jose did end up at a club like PSG, he'd he'd win. He, you you can't deny it. He'd win as much as people like to claim. Maybe maybe people like to I mean, claim PSG that PSG weren't far off winning it this yeah. year. I think people like to claim that Jose's lost it because he's at Tottenham. Mm. You know, and there's the hatred towards Tottenham, which I get. I'm um, you know I'm fine with that. I've grown up with that. Um, <laughs> You know, so I get that. I think if you went to a team like PSG, he'd win it. Um, I think he'd... Yeah, I think I think if... Do you know what? I think if we had the option of picking... Say, say you had to gamble on a year, right? Mm. And you had the, the option of PSG. If PSG win the Champions League, you win a fuck ton of money, right? Mm. Who would you pick to manage them? Jose or Pep? Who would be your decision?
0: Yeah, I mean... It's very interesting. I think, I think as a manager, Pep Guardiola is a better manager. But with a team like PSG, as I say, with the funds, I think Mourinho is the sort of person who can just encourage a sensational player like, you know, Ronaldo to join PSG. I think if Ronaldo was ever going to join PSG, it would be under Mourinho. Yeah. Um, and that is going to win you a Champions League, really. Okay. Um, but heard it here first. I, I think they're pretty. It's pretty hard to split the two. To be honest, I'm not going to. Yeah. Be on no. That. It's, it's yeah. I don't think
1: the issue the difference between Pep and Jose is I think Pep maybe can achieve bigger things with more money than Jose but if Pep doesn't have the money there's no evidence to support that he mm. could win anything. I think that if Pep went to a team say he went to a team like, like Potch went to Tottenham back in the day or, or um, Ancelotti went to Everton. Mm. I don't think Pep could turn that team into a winning team. Yeah, I
0: mean, he has been fortunate to have some s- yeah, brilliant teams as he's joined them.
1: Yeah. So, I, don't know, I think in that opinion, uh, it's, a, it's a very hard opinion mm. to tackle. I think I'd go Jose, but I wouldn't be holding, putting
0: my heart on the line, to be honest. Yeah, um, yeah it's very interesting, because I think both of them are very privileged managers. They've both been given... Basically, every team they've been at for the last decade and a half has been... One of the best teams in the world, anyway. They haven't really had too much of a challenge, mm-hmm. Um so I think it's very difficult to say. Uh, regards to the actual opinion we were given, I think, I think M- Pep Guardiola will win another Champions he League will. in his career. Like he's he so will. young and he's got, he's going to be given the best teams. I think he will win. I think he'll win um, more than one. Yeah, I, I don't think that's you know arguable. But I think equally, I think Mourinho will also. Uh, I'll agree with that bit. I think Mourinho will win another Champions League. Yeah, I can't see it not happening. Um, just based on that, that, he is given these opportunities at the top clubs, uh, and he's given lots of money at the top clubs. I think he's gonna he's gonna flourish at some point. That was a good question, though. It, it was a good question. Who sent that one in? Uh, so that was Johnny, I think, from my uh, my course I've just started. So yeah, that was a, that was a good that was a good question. Um, opinion, just, rather. Yeah, we just have one more to go today. And it concerns a man we've never discussed on the show before, and that is Logan Paul. So, for the last unpopular opinion of today's episode, um, we have one that is quite controversial, I think, really. And it comes out of a news story that came out this week, and that is that Logan Paul could beat Floyd Mayweather. Who's that from? So that's from our good friend Matthew Nelligan. Uh, He's not a sports fan, to be fair to him. Um, he's trying he's trying he like he you know, he
1: wants to be a sports fan but you know, he, he's not
0: he has a small interest in things like UFC and boxing which is why we've got this from him but this is a very interesting one because uh, on the paper of it you'd say shut up what are you talking about but there's some sort of logic to it I know that sounds crazy but you know there is so in the last in Logan Paul's last fight which was obviously the big KSI one
1: yeah,
0: uh, KSI 2 if you will uh, back in November, he weighed £199, pounds, which is like a cruiserweight uh, sort of weight. Whereas Floyd Mayweather, in his last fight, which was a long time ago, to be fair to him, it was against Conor McGregor, so that was, what, two years ago, maybe three years ago now? Yeah. A long time ago. Uh, and that was his last professional boxing fight, if you ignore his stupid things he's done in Vegas and stuff. Uh, but he weighed £50 pounds less than that. He was 149 So Point That was a... 100, thank you, Max. Uh, so, I mean, there's a big difference. There's uh, a huge big difference. Big height difference as well, I imagine. Yeah. Um, which does make it more interesting, I think. You know, there's it gives a bit more credibility to that sort of idea that Logan Paul could do something. I mean, I'd watch it. I mean, yeah. That's the thing. I think this is kind of going to be a major discussion point of this, is this this weird emergence we've had of, you know barely I mean they're not even really celebrities YouTubers no like KSI and Logan Paul aren't celebrities really in the mainstream media but they are creating a lot of buzz and a lot of profit from these boxing matches creating
1: too much buzz for people to ignore yeah it's too much
0: to ignore and I mean I don't think Logan Paul I mean the fact that Logan Paul couldn't beat KSI twice makes you think he wouldn't be able to be an actual professional boxer and not an actual professional boxer but one of the best probably arguably the best boxer who has ever ever been in the sport like it's like you you think like if anyone was gonna fight be KSI,
1: yeah. Why is it Logan Paul? <laughs> um, be, so I saw. I did see a tweet. KSI
0: would just say he'd know he'd yeah. lose, so he. So say... I did see a tweet that was I'm I'm hoping a joke that was like this would be a preliminary fight to then fighting KSI after. Oh my god! Um, I think this is the thing about Floyd Mayweather as well, is that a lot of people were you know he's obviously I think he's something like forty five, forty seven. He's quite old. So, he is really in it now. As he, I mean, Floyd Money Mayweather, he's always been in it for the money. Yeah. Uh, and I think he showed it before with the Conor McGregor fight. And then he had this fight on New Year's Eve against, uh, I think it was a Japanese or Korean... Yeah, uh, I know, remember that what fight. Was it for f- uh, kickboxing Yeah. a person? And he just destroyed him. Uh, so, it does show that Floyd Mayweather is really in it for money rather than the actual sport. Um uh, which makes you think that this possibility that he could fight Logan Paul and then fight KSI is a possibility because he knows he's going to make money from this. Yeah. Um I mean as much as as much as he's
1: tried for his whole career boxing to be the best, KSI pulls the numbers. It doesn't matter if how badly KSI performs, he he's just full of clout and people pay to watch him. Mm. So yeah, maybe it could be Floyd Mayweather's, Mayweather's goal. I don't think. Like I don't actually think Logan Paul has that many die hard fans. No, you know, he's, got a, he's got a lot of fans. I mean, I couldn't
0: tell you the difference between him and his brother. <laughs> yeah,
1: he's got a lot of fans, don't get me wrong, um, but KSI has like some religious cult following. So, you know, if, if KSI is going to fight um, Floyd Mayweather, there'd be, a, there'd be hundreds of thousands of people that would be telling you that KSI is going to win, even though obviously. It's yeah. not going to happen. And I know KSI knows that because KSI was, he was, uh, he was challenged by Tommy Fury.
0: Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, they've all been getting challenged. So, um,. You also mentioned Logan Paul's brother, Jake Paul. Yeah, he uh, kind of sent out. I, I'm hoping a joke tweet to this uh, boxer called Ryan Garcia, who's one of the top uh, boxers in the world.
1: Happening? I've seen. It, I yeah. can't
0: imagine it. I mean, you'd hope it doesn't happen for his for I mean, Jake's I'd, sake. I'd, I'd love uh, it to happen because I'd love to watch half an hour of just Jake Paul getting beaten. You shit think out. it would last half an hour? <laughs> well, yeah, uh, probably
1: not. I'd love to watch half an hour of his ring walk and then yeah. four minutes. I think, especially
0: if share. someone like so on the the Floyd Mayweather. Decision, I think Floyd Mayweather. Uh, although he could win quicker than that, I think he's a, you know, I he's mean, a that's a, he's a bit of a showman, and I think he knows that if he knocks out uh, Logan Paul in round one, there's no money in that. Yeah. But you you keep this round, you keep it going for ten rounds, and then Logan Paul throws in the towel, that there's going to be a lot of money. There's going to be a lot of buzz. Completely. Um, like, and it's w- very strange.
1: I was I was telling Matt before the show today, before the podcast, I was saying like. I've sadly... I've been a sucker for the YouTube boxing. I don't know what it is. What a is. loser. I just... I get, I get sucked into it. I don't know what it is about two people with no, not much training and then they only have a limited amount of time to train for a fight and then they fight each other. I find that... I find that very, really interesting. I've a like, a close eye on it. I think that they... They don't try hard enough, really. Like KSI knows he's guaranteed a fight in the future because he's the reigning quote unquote champion, but he's not constantly training. You'd mm. think if you're guaranteed a fight in the future, is going to make so much money, and you'd want to keep that opportunity. You wouldn't have stopped training, but it, like looks like he's got you know a bit fat and lazy. Logan Paul, similar. He he can't if he can't beat if he can't beat KSI, he definitely can't beat uh, Floyd Mayweather. Like you'd have to be stupid. Um, so he's going to lose that enough to
0: call an elegant stupid I like that yeah Uh, well (laughs)
1: yeah well well, yeah Um, but that's that's another stupid one maybe it's a cash grab you know fair enough cash grabs completely understand but I can't Jake Paul versus uh, Garcia yeah (laughs) obviously Garcia is going to absolutely fucking wreck him into the Mm. ground it's probably not going to happen it's just a load of horse shit to to get them more views on their videos and stuff so
0: Um, I think it's I mean it's very exciting I mean as sad as it is I think the sport of boxing uh, has done quite well these last few years I think people like anti-Joshua uh, and Conor McGregor even and have, Fury and Fury, and people, Fury. People, people these are kind of I mean it's weird that these characters are kind of drawn people into the sports and I think that's happened with these YouTubers that have got this young audience and they've got a big audience KSI and Logan Paul yeah. you know this is uh, tens of millions of people following these guys and it does create this this new audience this new young audience to, to follow the spot of boxing which can you know hopefully only be considered a good thing but I think we need to remember that it is a sport and it isn't a joke you shouldn't have these people who like Logan Paul versus Floyd Mayweather shouldn't take place is my opinion I don't think it's fair that boxers train their entire lives and don't get these opportunities whereas a guy who makes YouTube videos doing whatever he does get these opportunities it's, it's, you know, I think it's outrageous to be honest I'm,
1: I'm glad this has happened because it hasn't happened the whole podcast but I'm inclined to disagree Oof. I think that you know <sighs> The world comes down to money. If you can make more money if your fight, it doesn't matter if someone's trained loads. If they're not interested, in people don't want to watch it. It's tough, you know. It's just, it's just tough. Get over it. I wasn't a huge boxing fan when I was younger. I'd watch Joshua's fights. I watched a couple of um, Fury's old fights. I watched like some of Klitschko's old fights. We'd meet up and we'd see mm. them at people's houses and stuff. You know, Manny Pacquiao, Pacquiao versus Floyd Mayweather. that was one of the big ones back when I was younger. Um, but, you know what, it, what really started getting me into boxing was this, include, mm. this includement of um, the YouTube boxing. Because it was a relatable angle to us and we were seeing like an inside source of someone entering that boxing world. And it felt like you were sort of joining with them. You know, and now I don't. I, at the time, I was, I was so in, into KSI's boxing or Logan Paul's boxing, whatever, and Nissan Gibb. But then you just, you end up realizing you, you've been introduced to this world, and I think it's only positive to boxing because now I don't give a shit about YouTube boxing, and I only care about genuine boxing and who's coming up next and who's fighting who, and, you know, where's the, where's the belt going to go to next. And it's it's because YouTube Boxing has introduced this whole audience to boxing who would have never normally been indulged into it.
0: I like that. I like what you said. Um, I think it is definitely an area that kind of splits opinion. Um, and, I you know, there's no real, you know, I don't think, I mean, in terms of coming to an answer to the, the unpopular opinion that was Floyd Mayweather beats, you um, know, Logan Paul could beat Floyd I think um, that would be... Horribly shocking if that happened. If
1: if Logan Paul
0: beats Floyd Mayweather, there's somehow that would crown I mean, KSI yeah, as the best yeah. boxer. I in think. The world. Yeah. <laughs> there's a. I think. I mean, boxing has never been a sport that's dealt well with um, controversy. I think it's always kind of been debated that there's you know some 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 rigging and stuff going on. And issues. Yeah. So the, I mean, I don't think I'd read too much into it. Even with KSI and Logan Paul when they fight, yeah. I don't think I entirely believe the score because uh, they've both been draws, haven't they? Really.
1: Well, no, no the right. second one was a majority.
0: Yeah, it was a majority, but, uh, they, they, you know, there was no knockouts or anything. I think there's reason to believe both were kind of, you know, I think the first one felt rigged. And so, you know, I'm not going to get into it too much, but I think boxing is one of those sports that is in a bit of a weird position at the moment where people are not really happy with the judging and such like that, especially with, like Olympics and what have you. But um, I think that was a really good question uh, to get us discussing kind of that. The area of celebrities and boxing and and how the two had now sort of intertwining. But um, yeah, thanks for sending that one thank in. Thank you, Nelligan. Uh, uh, but um, yeah, I think that's all we've got time for today. It's been probably quite a long episode, actually. Yeah, we um, we, we thought sorry. just the
1: two of us. This wasn't this first. Yeah, the I've first really part I've really process.
0: enjoyed just having. I mean, so, sorry, Toby, uh, yeah. and George, but uh, I have enjoyed just having two of us. It, you know, it's it's felt good to be able to have a good discussion about things like this. Yeah, um, we'll be back on Tuesday. Hopefully we'll be back on Tuesday to discuss all the Premier League action. We were going to discuss it today, but you know, I thought we'll, we'll wait till that point where we can we can discuss all the games. Yeah, good games um, coming out. Man
1: City have got to play a yeah, play. Yeah, There's
0: some very exciting games to come yeah. and we've had such a brilliant weekend already. So um we'll be back. I think they'll be out on Tuesday night or Wednesday morning at least. Um, for you to listen to. But um for now, uh thank you for listening. Obviously, you know we're available on Spotify, iTunes, wherever else you want to listen to your podcast, we're probably on it. Uh, Anchor What have you But uh, thank you for listening And goodbye from me And goodbye from Max Yeah goodbye